Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. And Tara's not here with us this week again. Well, we have K-A. K-A. Gavio, and I didn't, do you want me to say your full name or do you just, would you rather just, we just say K. Kimber's okay. Kimber. Kimber. Okay. This is Kimber and she's a listener and we had her in the briefing room last week. Um, and so, but this week we've got you on the show because you wanted to talk about food in the in-death series. Yes. Yes. Uh, big fan of food myself and love how uh, JD, good old Nora, puts food into the books and helps it define her characters. And, you know, I think I really feel like this this book. So our next book that we're going to be talking about is Imitation. And I think it's a perfect book for for this yeah. topic. Yeah. It's a good um, lead in. Yeah, it really is. Because... Um, Obviously, everybody's favorite food moment, or seems like, anyways, Rourke mm-hmm. and the Grill, and that happens in this mm-hmm. in this book. <laughs> if yes. it's not everybody's it's favorite, list. it's it's one of the favorites for sure. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna just let you say what you uh, want to say initially. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay. One thing that we talked about when when you've uh, when we got a chance to meet in the briefing room was the fact that there are so many common foods for us nowadays that are not common in the future. For example, no um, no one seems to have a lot of beef. Nobody seems to have sugar. No one seems to have regular chocolate. No one seems to have coffee. The orange mushy triangle that Feeny goes to eat the one time and it's supposed to be pumpkin pie and, you know, he teases Eve and said, don't, don't say what it looks like. I know. <laughs> and the fact that Rourke woos her in the very first book by giving her a pound of real coffee. Yeah. To me, that was such a fun way to set how... Food, this isn't a cozy mystery with recipes in the back where food is going to be what the story is about. But she does such a great job of salt and peppering her stories with food and how food defines the char- can define certain characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I also will shake my finger at uh, uh, JD Rob at Nora and say, gee, thanks, because the number of times that I ordered a pizza or made spaghetti or had to have a hamburger because of her. <laughs> And what I was reading is, you know, it, the, the guys laugh because I put down my book and I'm like, okay, guys, we're ordering burgers. Yeah. I mean, true story. I, I've been in the, the grocery store and like, I need to get that thing at Jordan almonds because it's <laughs> a beanie, you know? Oh, beanie and his almonds. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's, there's so much and there's so many tells for these, for these characters. Beanie's got his almonds. Mira has her tea. Um, again, Eve has her coffee. Uh, Peabody, of course, is always trying to have loose pants. So and again, you guys always talk about character growth, and we we're just talking about it when you did review the reviews for um, for Portrait. Eve went from "I'll only eat hamburgers or steak when you forced me to do this" to now enjoying food and eating food, even though work pressures her into having to eat more stuff, 
But when you look at the first, when you look at the, the beginning of the series, she talks about the stale bagel in her auto shop. Now she has Somerset who bakes peach pies and she has, she has real beef. She has real pigs. She has real eggs. Rourke and his obsession with oatmeal and her, especially when she really runs herself down. When you read the books as individual books, you may not get it. But when you read the series as, as we all have, and in some cases, multiple times in certain uh, books, you really see that pattern start to fall into place. And I think it's beautiful. The fact that the first time Rourke buys pizza for the bullpen, she gets completely pissed off at him. How dare you do that? You're spoiling them. This is awful. This is terrible. This is horrible. And then by the end, when you look at a book like Shadow, when Sinead is feeding all of them in her kitchen and they're all sitting around and having this wonderful fate that she just throws together, instead of Eve begrudging it, she says, sure, I'll have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, to me, it's a beautiful thing. And then, of course, you've got um, Origin, which is one of my top five. Origin is one of my top five. It's just such an incredible concept. And, of course, beautifully, beautifully executed that we have a Thanksgiving dinner. And not only do we have a Thanksgiving dinner, we have a Thanksgiving dinner with Rourke's family and their family, their extended family. And the fact that she invites Crack and his lady friend to come is, again, this is this is from a woman that we know from her very, very horrible, horrible flashback that she's cutting mold off of cheese and she's starved and she's cold all the time. And then you take her to a woman who has developed into a compassionate individual, not just this kick-ass cop who we all love and wish we could be like, but became this wonderful human being that is inviting people into her house to feed them. When she invites Morris over on a spur of the moment when work finally gets the, uh, the grill under control and she has a barbecue and the fact that she thinks and says, why don't you come over and eat something at our house? My jaw dropped. That's huge. This is yeah. from a woman who didn't want to talk to people at the end of the day saying, come yeah. over. Come over and hang So on. I said, I, I just, as someone who loves food, I just think it's great. Yeah, it's interesting because we, in the first episode when we were reading, well, probably not the first episode, like the second, we were reading um, Naked. Mm-hmm. Um, that moment where they're in the, uh, well, the, you know, first the moment in the, in the limousine where she's had the real coffee for the first time, but also that moment when they go, get into the, um, plane and he's brought out food as, along with coffee and he, um, offers her a grape, and what she's thinking um, in the back of her mind is that food is a weakness. Mm-hmm. An indulgence. An indulgence. Yeah. You know, and at that time. An indulgence. Yes. That's not something that she did. She didn't, you know, appetite is a weakness is what she said. Because for her, it was. I mean, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of not just with her father, but with foster parents or whatever, where she didn't get food or, or they withheld food as a punishment or so appetite was a weakness. I'm sure for her to think that, you know, so 
to to get over that. And even even still now, I think sometimes I see that, you know, like that reluctance to to give away that one of the things that struck me in, in indulgent, not indulgence. Um, the one we're reading now, um, imitation, imitation, uh, they were at the house, she and Rourke, and they were going to do something on the computers. And he said, he wants a cookie. And he knew that she had <laughs> cookies in her office. <laughs> and then she goes to get them. She's hidden them at home. I can understand her hiding them at, at, the station but at home she's even hiding it and i had to wonder like is that still a holdover from those days when she was younger and had probably had to hide food from probably but also she doesn't want somerset eating her cookies and i don't blame her somerset can get his own cookies somerset so can bake his he own would cookies. eat hers just to piss her off you know he would <laughs> i don't know about that he's a dick Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just was funny that she she even hides them at home. Yeah, yeah. because they're not I just, Yeah, but I do think that that says something about her character. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There's also an origin. You brought up origin. There's a scene where they're eating. They're waiting for the warrants for I can't remember what, but um, was it for the Eichhoff's house? And that's when they right before they find the doctor, the, the younger doctor. But yeah, anyway, they're having dinner and yep. Eve comes up with this whole like looking at her piece of pork. She comes up with this like whole encapsulated view of society. Like who invented like this guy invented fire. And then all of a sudden I can't remember how the scene goes, but it cracks me up every time because it's like the way her brain works. And she got it from a piece of pork. And it's just like, OK, I, I love this. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's just how Eve's mind works. Yeah, how <laughs> well, mind works. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, if we look at Rourke, though, I think I think his character is defined by the overindulgence, like you know, yeah, for good reason. Yeah, yes. and again, yeah. So I mean, he's got the best of everything. I mean, the first thing he feeds her is steak when they when they have dinner together. For the first time, mm-hmm. just flown in from Montana, and the Montcart and the Montcart forty nine, <laughs> the shrimp and cream sauce. Yeah, that's right, Montcart forty nine. Montcart forty nine, the seduction wine. <laughs> it's got a little bite, <laughs> dude. That's such a line, and you use it more than once. <laughs> he does. That's what makes me laugh about it. That's the same one he gave Eve. Yeah. You rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Rourke. Oh, Rourke. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, so since we're talking about Rourke, I mean, what does this whole scene with the the barbecue say about Rourke's character? <laughs> you know, not just the overindulgence, because it's, you know, he has to have the top of the line. Oh, Absolutely. He has, he has to have the best of the best of the best. And I, again, I love that this ties in Dennis Mira, who of course is just one of the cutest characters ever created because of how she reacts to him. And the fact that work observes the grill. So then he goes home, he buys the grill, tries to put it together, tries to get it to work. And yes, that scene makes me laugh out loud every time. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, being Rourke, he has to get it to work. 
and eventually yeah, he does. It out. And yeah. you know, we have that beautiful scene with Feeney giving him tips on what he needs to do. And yeah. it, again, and like you said, food defines Rourke's character, and one of his controlling points because we've all talked because you guys have talked about the fact that some people you know always oh, do controlling there's controlling where i'm going to pin you down and shove the food in your face mm-hmm. but there's also nurturing and wanting to love and i love that jd has had it in his internal monologue that he never wants her to be hungry and he never wants her to be cold mm-hmm because especially I think it was memory in death, which is mm-hmm. the one where her evil foster mother comes back with yeah. her son yeah. and his daughter. And yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Another one of my favorite books, just wonderfully, wonderfully disturbing. Yeah. But yeah. Good. Another good one where again, Rourke likes to feed her. And if it's everything from the full Irish and the oatmeal to making sure that she has coffee abounds to the fact that he feeds her groups uh her cops at at every time uh i think it was wasn't vengeance the one where mick comes to town and they're having the big auction betrayal 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 thank you uh there's a wonderful scene at the hotel towards the climax of the book where she walks in and there's a full buffet yeah. And the fact that I think Whitney actually walks in at one point in time and she says to him, go ahead, help yourself. Everybody yeah. else is. <laughs> but to yeah. me, again, that, that helps to find work. Yeah. So the other thing we talked about was um, in Nora's regular books, uh, there's a lot of scenes in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, Um and you know there's not so much of that in these but one thing you notice is that Eve and Rourke always sit down for a meal well not always okay sometimes they don't they do they do sit down for a meal a lot like they they make it a point to have breakfast together or dinner together or both and and I I find it kind of cute that they like you know, if one of them gets a meal, the other one has to do the dishes. I just think that's adorable. <laughs> like they've got this huge house and they've got all the droids they can handle. And they're like, nope, we're going to do our own dishes. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, we're regular people. <laughs> sure they are. I mean, yeah. I love that neither one of them can cook and that we haven't waved a magic wand that now all of a sudden you know, work can, you know, make, you know, uh, yeah. and, and other fancy stuff. No, right. he can't cook. He and can't the fact cook. that Somerset will rib him for it, uh, I think is adorable. Yeah. Nope. Can't cook. Nope. You cannot cook. Yeah. But he learns to grill pretty quickly. He does. But I think that was one of those things, like, as far as regular cooking goes, I don't think he has any interest. Like, he doesn't care yeah. that he can't cook. As far as the grill goes, it was something he wanted to actively figure out and was like, okay, this is cool. I want to try this. I'm going to do this. And so that's why he was so focused on getting that grilling right. (laughs) But otherwise, as far as, you know, just cooking everyday food, he's just like, eh, whatever. I have no interest in doing this. I've got people to do it for me. I don't care. You know, 
So I feel like that's where that came from. It's just his curiosity. Like, okay, and, and I'm going to get this right because he fucked it up so bad the first time. Yeah. And like, dude, just buy a freaking Coleman grill and figure it out that way. Then work your way up. Don't start with the top of the line model that's so complicated. You can't even turn it on for God's no, sake. It's Rourke. He can't do that. Buy a Coleman grill. Start a friggin' fire in your backyard. It's fine. No. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, he can't do that. It's Rourke. Well, I know that. I'm just saying that would have been the practical thing to do. But of course, think, you know, Rourke's got to be extra. He's got to. Cool. Yeah. Got to be extra. Yeah. <laughs> so dramatic. So Peabody. Yes, Peabody. She uh, she faked for McNabb because McNabb really got all excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, Peabody, she cooks and bakes and does all the does all the things. Yeah. I think Peabody's pretty domestic because she does the sewing and the Well yeah. Yeah. That's her background as well. Yeah. 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 And she likes to do that kind of stuff though. She's made that point that she enjoys it. So good for her. Makes her a well rounded character. She's definitely domestic. But and then you've got Mira. Yeah, who is this fantastic profiler in that wonderful picnic scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's making the salads and the pie and the cobbler and whatnot. Yeah, or was it yeah. strawberry shortcake? Stra- strawberry <laughs> shortcake and peach pie. Which strawberry shortcake is not hard to make, just FYI. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> But it sounds nice. It does. It's, it's one of my favorite desserts, but it's not hard to make. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Mira's tea, and I think that it's interesting um, that, you know, she's got this tea. Obviously, it's not something that Eve likes because she, you know, she'll drink it, you know, if she's in Mira's office. But I, I, I think it's interesting, though, that a little farther down the line in the series, we get um, now Eve is stocking that same tea in her own auto chef for yeah. Mira, just in case, you know, she comes in, which says, again, more a little bit more about Eve's character. Yeah. You know? Yes. And like you said, if someone picks up one book, reads it and goes, wow, she's kind of mean and she, you know, isn't nice to people and she never lets her, her, you know, her partner eat anything or you need to read the whole series. You need to read it from, from beginning through Mm -hmm. because you see such huge changes in her. Absolutely incredible changes. And you know, that, that being one of them, the first time that I, and I don't remember which book it was where Mirror where um, Mira comes in and sits down and Eve sits there and says, I've got your tea. Hold on. I believe there was even a comment that Mira was impressed that she did that. When in the beginning of the books, we all know that she had an almost antagonistic relationship with her Mm -hmm. because she was so afraid of who she was and what could be revealed. But now she's come to the other end of the spectrum where she has the tea for her. 
So again, I, I love those little nuances that she's written in where it doesn't have to be too much. Yeah. Yeah. She's just trying to get her in with Dennis. <laughs> That's why she's doing it. You think yeah. so? Oh, love him. And he's, he's always bringing food when people show up. We just all have the biggest crush on Dennis Mira. It's just like Eve. It's ridiculous. He's so cute. Oh, yes. And, you know, I mean, if we're yes. going to talk about Dennis Mira and food, then you need to mention the what hot somebody chocolate. the hot chocolate. Yeah. Somebody on Facebook mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, hot cocoa. Yeah. Hot cocoa. And, yep. and what that says about him, but also what that says about he and Eve's relationship too, or who he is to Eve, I think. Yeah. Feeney, I think, is more her father figure, but yeah. she finds something about Dennis him. Dennis is sort of an uncle. Uncle, but yeah, but yeah. he. he like a special finds, uncle. She, don't say that. That's. I don't mean it that, that seems, way. That seems <laughs> I'm not being crazy. I'm can, your special uncle. You know what I don't mean. Say that. That's gross. Got her mind. <laughs> but I mean, no. What he represents to her is is um is comfort, right? Yeah. I I, I think that's. You know, and in the chocolate, the hot chocolate is representative of that. Yeah. Grandfather. Is that better? <laughs> sure. Is that not as creepy? Would you say then if Dennis's hot cocoa is the comfort, then Nadine's bakery boxes uh, represent bribes? That's just yeah, straight up bribery. Absolutely. Yeah. Straight up bribes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> all it is nadine's just man gotta figure it out she's not stupid and again you know in this book um there is that that one scene where she nadine brings in all of the donuts and eve takes the entire box into her office with i love that scene but not just that she takes one donut out she starts eating it and then she's counting back in her at 10, 9, 8. When she gets to one, Peabody she, comes in because she knew. <laughs> yeah. She takes a big bite and then closes the door. It wasn't Mira. Mira's in there. She's like, well, that was mean. <laughs> but fun. <laughs> yes, I love that scene. So that scene says a lot about them two as characters, or the three of them, the dynamic, Nadine yeah. and even Peabody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Oh, no, no. It was Nadine that said it, Duff. Why was I thinking Mira? I have no idea. I'm, my brain is not functioning. I'm sorry. I don't know. But yeah, no, it was Nadine. So who else has food? Um, I mean, I guess we could talk about Somerset, but... Yeah. When it comes to scenes with food with Somerset, I was thinking of... I believe it may have been Apprentice in Death after he helps, I believe it was the third attack where the Apprentice goes nuts and wipes out a bunch of people that were coming out of Madison Square Garden at the end of a concert. And even, I think it was, unless I'm confusing with another one, where Somerset was visibly shaken. And so they need to sit down and have a conversation, unless I'm confusing it with the scene from Shadow, 
where they sit down to use the the phrase as a family and have yeah. a meal and talk about mm-hmm. what happened. That's happened a few times. Well, Nixie, I was thinking about it, it was Survivor and Death. One yeah. of the scenes, Somerset says to them, you need to sit down and have dinner. And she goes, what do I, I don't have time. I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. She goes, you need to for her. And that was, again, given Eve's background, given Rourke's background, that's not their nature. Uh, us is, you know, it, if you're a parent and you want to sit down with your child or if that's how you were raised, right. you sit down and have a meal to have a conversation and to work out whatever needs work out. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But again, you know, yes, yeah, sitting down and having a meal is something that they do together, but not necessarily. I mean, yeah, with Nixie that came in. I mean, yeah, they're very used to coming in. She's used to coming in and like, okay, I've got to get back to work, but she will sit down with Rourke, but they'll talk about the case and maybe his day a little bit while they're sitting down, but they, that a third person or another person doesn't enter into that unless he's got guests over. And even then with Eve, she's like, mm. so it, it does say a lot about Somerset that, that he did kind of make them do that for her, for Nixie. Uh, character that makes me think of food though nothing terribly specific of course is dear mavis who is constantly eating uh when you know whether she is pregnant or not uh just list i was re-listening to celebrity and there's canapes and so she's immediately stuffing her face with whatever she can get her hands on same with McNabb. you talk about two people with hyper metabolisms that never seem to gain any weight which of course, poor Peabody mm. is so you know is, finds that so uh, frustrating. But those are two people that uh, lovingly always have food around them. <laughs> yeah, and also, I mean, but it t- it says also a lot about Peabody and her uh, issues with food. That her parents, when we first see them, they come into the bullpen and they bring a ton of food. You know, they first time you see them, they've got a you know, this whole spread that they've brought with them. So it says a lot about Peabody's background, her character and her relationship with food, I think. And it was so sweet because everything was homemade. And of course, dear Baxter was all excited. Of course he was. That man loves food. Yeah. My kind of guy. He is so much fun as a character. And of course, Jenkinson's, although I think, I think it's Jenkinson's the one that's always got crumbs all over his desk in his pot. Yeah. Mm. Baxter takes time to brush it off his tie a lot. He's got to stay clean, man. <laughs> and of That's course, boy. Eve and the candy thief and Eve's obsession with candy and chocolate. Gotta love it. In general, yeah. I mean, yeah. The chocolate is just, I'm jealous of her chocolate access, honestly. Well, you just need to get your own Rourke. That's, I mean, that would be go. nice. There we go. It doesn't exist, but that would be nice. <laughs> Only in the books. Only in the books. Prone yeah. to crushes on fictional characters. That's Absolutely. Me. There is a scene where McNabb and Peabody and Eve are in the DLE. And McNabb's hungry. And so he asks if he can, you know, raid her auto chef in her car, which is such a cool concept. And the fact that Eve leaves, does something. Uh, I think even Peabody went right. to see if somebody was home. And then they come back and she comments on the fact that the car smells like sugar and salt or sugar and or fried food, something like that. 
And it was such, it was such a minor reference. And a, you know, again, minor is the best I can come up with. But if you've ever gotten into your car after somebody has had a snack like that, it really hits you. And again, kudos to JD Rob. It was just one of those you went, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I understand that. And it says so much about uh, McNabb's character, you know, yes. without saying that about McNabb's character, you know. And again, if you've if you've read Cozy Mysteries and there was uh, there was a avalanche of them for a while where they came with recipes. And so the characters were in the kitchen or doing stuff with food and then the story was interrupted mm. and you had a recipe or again, it was so food centric that if you weren't into that, you couldn't read the book at all. Nope. It would just, it would have been annoying where JD Rob is not giving us recipes, but the fact that she is talking about her characters and mm. the fact that yes, we know work is Irish. Okay. Yes, he does drink whiskey, but we don't have to be so cartoonish about it where, look, he's drinking. No, he'll have an Irish. I love how Mick refers to it as give me a little bit of the Irish because that is how they do refer to it. And it's it's poignant for the character and for the story, but isn't a driving driving force for it. The fact that Rourke enjoys a full Irish and every once in a while they have one. Again, it's not something he has every day. He doesn't have oatmeal every day. I love that she tosses in the fact that the only green vegetable that doesn't really offend Eve is asparagus. <laughs> Which is so funny because I know so many yeah. people that hate asparagus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love that as a devotee of the book, that this is something that we know. Right. Right. As well as we know that Eve hates coconut. Yeah. Yes. Which is the most random thing to hate, you weirdo. Yeah. Who hates coconut? Well, I'm sure there's people that hate coconut, but they're weird. Yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. But it all goes to define the character. Oh, and I cannot not talk about food and can't talk, cannot talk about Eve without her fear of the vending machines. Or rather, her fight of the vending machines. Mm. Oh. Yes. Well, you know, any tech is the bane of her existence, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah. But the vending machines are, have a special place. That, well, yeah, because it's the tech that's keeping her away from the food. Right. Right. So. Exactly. So that's that could be a very deliberate thing, too, that she's a little subtle you know, True. I don't know what you would call it, but yeah, Very the, good the point. thing that's keeping her away from the food. It's kind of like her father a little bit. I don't oh. know. If that's not, that's not intentional. I'm sure with Nora, but you know, <laughs> we overthink these books way too much. We do. I, no, <laughs> never, <true>. never. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Never. <laughs> so Yeah. I'm trying to see what other people have said here about oh, yeah. stuff we that have we some, haven't. We had some it, comments in the Facebook group. Most of it we've we've brought up already. A lot of people, you know, with Rourke's Grill. The cookout scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, how about, oh, Nisi brought up drinks, as in tubes of Pepsi 
and orange fizzies. And is that pop? She called it pop. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I always equated it like, like Sprite or Fanta. That's what I think of as a fizzy. Like that sort of drink. Or Sunkissed or, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those super sweet fizzy drinks. Right. Yeah. But what, what do you guys think a tube is? I don't know that we've actually ever discussed this before. Maybe we have. Is it just like a like a bottle like this? Yeah. More yeah, like squishy? More squishy. Because they, they talk about how they roll it up sometimes. So exactly. That doesn't seem like it would be enough. I don't like that. It Well, maybe, maybe more easily recyclable. Again, you know, I mean, we're seeing... Uh, in the future so things have to be more recyclable Um, maybe that's what you get when you try to make a plastic with say you know a corn or you know whatever they would use to be more (laughs) corn plastic plastic. can you make corn plastic and then a thing i mean sure why not (laughs) corn Corn plastic plastic. is a thing corn plastic is a thing um there's your there's your uh episode title right there corn plastic plastic (laughs) yeah i mean mean, a corn plastic would also be a good band name i think it would be a good band name oh would very Um, good but you know what i'm saying i mean yeah 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 yeah. i get what you're saying yeah (laughs) i'm just being a jackass as usual (laughs) you're not a jackass yeah yeah but that's okay (laughs) but you know i mean it it, i think that that speaks to like the the futuristic world and maybe wanting you know getting to the point where we're using less plastic or different kinds of plastics that would be more easily recyclable or or um biodegradable biodegradable yeah more compactable Right. So those darn futuristic books, right? That people don't know are futuristic books. I know. Terrible. <laughs> uh, Betty says she loves it when restaurants feed even Peabody. Yeah. Good yeah, point. Me yeah. too. I love that. And Peabody's reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it also says something about Eve's character that she, you know, doesn't have time to let Peabody, or she doesn't want to take the time to let Peabody eat on a regular basis because she doesn't, you know? Right. So, yeah, she's got to knock that shit off. Most normal people eat Amen. on a regular basis. Come on, lady. It's true. It's mean. <laughs> There's one scene where she puts a baked good that she gets from one of the restaurants that feeds her into an evidence bag. And it always makes me laugh that evidence bags get used for everything. Yes. Yeah. You know what though? I feel that just in my job. I mean, I've I've used things for the most like I forgot a spoon when I brought my yogurt to work one time and I used a tongue depressor to eat it. And <laughs> Now, now I just never bother with a spoon. I just, <laughs> just pulling out tongue depressors and eating yogurt with it. Works great. Hey, you make life work. Good job. Whatever works. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. I'm telling you. 
Well, and there is also that scene in this book, right at, right after the scene where, you know, Eve shuts the door in Peabody's face, you know, with the donuts that they get into the car and Eve has put a donut in an evidence bag and gives it, and to, Peabody. it to Peabody. And then there's yeah. a whole, you know, like Peabody's going like, should I eat this? Should I not eat it? <laughs> and, Christ, give it know, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mine. <laughs> all right so danny said and i also posted this in the adwoof group said i love it there's either great plot development lots of even work meals or character development with big family meals that's a good point plot development you know plot development versus character development um you see we see a lot of plot development when even work are eating they're all they're talking about the case they're talking about you know what's happening um but yeah and then the same thing with the big family meals you see the character development happen so that's a great point danny good job Um, and then gene said it's also not just about the food it's the setting and mood as well just thinking about eve planning dinner for work and witnessing that oh yes yeah i mean that's a good that's a really good food moment there i mean that mm-hmm. she wants to do something nice for rourke first thing she thinks of is i need to plan a meal right and it's yeah. so uneve like but you know yes Very. yeah that's so great it makes sense mm-hmm. you know but it's a food related thing so and i had a couple on twitter as well those are all from facebook we have a very from book dragon in a cave she says oatmeal is Eve's arch nemesis <laughs> shouldn't oatmeal search and divided there's an oatmeal cookie in there i see no reason for the existence of oatmeal particularly in cookies <laughs> delusions since it was loaded with apple and cinnamon she tried to think of it as a weird apple danish he ate his own oatmeal with apparent contentment and probably actually thought of it as oatmeal. <laughs> Leverage. Waffles or oatmeal? Sorry. When I'm not here, is it waffles or oatmeal? I like oatmeal. For Eve, waffles are to breakfast what pizza is to every other meal. <laughs> Disclosure. I love our oatmeal and think oatmeal cookies are better than chocolate chip. Now, I don't know. That might be fight work. I do like oatmeal and I do like a good oatmeal cookie, but I don't think they're better than chocolate chip. No, sorry. That one. is a food related thing that we agree on. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They're few and far between. <laughs> also, I and I was trying to figure out what, what book this was when because he's always giving her protein shakes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's a protein shake. Here's a protein shake, you know. Yeah. And then there was a book recently where um she said something about how come you never drink these? And he's like, Well, I can't stand them. Yeah. <laughs> but then there was also, if you notice, there was she had made a comment once, like, why can't you make these why can't you make these chocolate? And he was like, Well, it's because they're supposed to taste healthy. And she's like, Well, yeah, maybe more people will drink them if they taste like chocolate. And so then a couple books later, he had he had a chocolate one for her and was like, it was like, she was like, Oh, hey, chocolate. Look at that. <laughs> and I was like, I love this. Just because it's healthy doesn't mean it has to taste bad, Rourke. Come on now. Yeah. That's true. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Any other points that you want to make? I think we covered them all. Yeah. I mean, do you have a, do you have a favorite food moment in the series? Like my favorite food moment in the series 
is everybody says the work in the grill. I mean, that's, that's kind of the default. It's um, a pretty good food moment. Yeah. Which is a really, really good food moment. I like it when they sat down, I think it was shadow because shadow is definitely in my top five. I think it was in shadow and death where they sat with the three of them sat down and ate. That would probably be my number two. My number three would be when, mm-hmm. and I think it was, oh, not indulgence, seduction in death, where Whitney comes over to her house to tell her that the one rich guy got let out real quick and works turns yeah. and goes, did you have anything to eat? And Eve is, <laughs> I love that we get, you know, Eve's internal monologue where she is, you know, crap, I didn't think to do that myself. Shit, I don't want him here. I really want to go do this, but it's the right thing to do. Okay, he can do that. I have to go do something. I, I love that because we all have those moments, though, blessedly, they're probably not yes. about murder, but it's that. Oh, I should have thought to do that. Geez, you really don't want to do that. God, I got to go take care of five other things that I should be doing. But, you know, no, this is the right thing to do. So I'd say that's that's probably those are my top three. Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. Do you have a favorite food moment, Jen? Um, yeah, like you said, I think work in the grill is a good one. I lo- like I said, I love that one in origin where she's explaining the uh, the history of civilization because of a piece mm-hmm. of pork. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And there's, there's several that are just, there's a lot of fun food moments in these books. It's, you know, it's hard to nail one down. I think one of my favorites is when, um, who is it that brings her the cake of New York? It was the, Oh yes. Uh, Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. Ariel and Eric. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they bring her the cake of New York and she's looking at it and like, um, you know, wow, this is so great and everything. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait a minute, I need this sector here. And she starts to, (laughs) you know, cut the cake up. I need, I need to bring this up to my office. And Rourke's like, "Uh, I can program you in a a 3d model. You don't have to. Yeah. It's cake. What are you but doing? Again, it's such an Eve moment. Yes, it is. Absolutely. You know. So great. That's a good one. Absolutely. I just love food. Pure and simple. <laughs> no, it has well, no we all love, do. I, yeah. I love to cook. I love to bake. I'm one of those people that had, um, my mom was a homemaker. My, uh, grandmothers both were, uh, fantastic cooks. And the minute you walked in the door, there was a plate of food in front of you. Even if you said, I just came from dinner. That's okay. You can eat this. This is good. You're, you're, you you need to eat this. This is good for you. Yeah. So, and I'm, I had those grannies too. My, yep. Love it. Yeah. Uh, my grannies were not that way. No, my grannies <laughs> I mean, were. Um, my mother is not. My mother is very much not a cook. God bless her. But she is not a cook. She's a great, she based, let me, let me, expand my mother is one of the best bakers on the planet that woman can bake anything but you ask her to cook yeah (laughs) that's there's a difference the only thing she's really 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 good at is my grandma's homemade chicken noodle soup Ooh. so okay 
Yeah. Homemade noodles in the whole nine. Wow. Ooh. So good. But yeah. Yeah. And I can't have that recipe until she dies. I'm not. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> like, I don't want my mom to die, but I want to make that want to soup, that. damn it. No, no. Have I ever told you the story about the chocolate chip cookies and my cousin? I don't know. Okay. So have you, you, I know, didn't really watch Friends, but Kimber, did you watch Friends at all? Not much. Okay. So there's this episode where Phoebe or Monica wants a recipe for Phoebe's grandma's chocolate chip cookies. And it's, you know, they spend the whole episode trying to figure this recipe out because it got burned up in a fire. The recipe did. And so they're like, she had made a batch and they were trying, they were tasting it and trying to figure it out. Turns out the whole time it's the Nestle Toll House recipe. <laughs> it came from her French ancestor, Nestle Toll House. Nestle Toll House. Okay. So that the reason I tell that story is because I have one of my cousins, God bless him. I love him dearly insists that my grandma's chocolate chip cookies, which is the same recipe my mom has and has always made exact same recipe, insists that they do something super special with them. And my mom's like, it's the Nestle Toll House recipe. And he's like, no, no, you do something different. I know you do. There's something else in there. And my mom's like, no, it's the Nestle Toll House recipe. Well, grandma did something different. No, she did not. It's the Nestle Dollhouse recipe. <laughs> to this day, he he will not let it go. There is a secret. There's a secret ingredient. I swear. No, no, there's not. I, I watched the Nestle Dollhouse recipe. I mean, it's just it's the funniest thing. So every time I see that Friends episode, it makes me think of the only way. Nestle Dollhouse. Actually, my older sister puts a dollop of sour cream in. That's her. Ooh, interesting. And my granny's aren't my grandma on my dad's side. Never seen her cook anything. Um, but uh, my grandma on my mom's side uh, owned a bar, and uh, she would she cooked lunch. I think that's the only meal she cooked. But in she she cooked a new meal because the bar was right next to we talked about this in one of the shows right next to Tinker Air Force Base. So mm-hmm. she would get a lot of the Air Force guys coming in and uh, she would cook for them. And I guess she had her own barbecue sauce recipe and we never got it before she passed away, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. we tried to one time, but she was yeah, she was, you know, tried to, but she would make these huge batches. So she was telling us, oh, well, I put a bottle of this in and a bottle of that. I'm like, oh, that's too much. <laughs> that's grandma. not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, love yeah, it. I can't. She told a story one time about she was making. What was she making? Because she just made one meal. She's like, this is what we have, you know. Right. And the guys from the Air, Air Force Base, if they weren't sure they would call in and say you know what are you making um i think she was making beans i can't remember something like that she was making beans or chili or something mm-hmm. um and the guys who the, one of the guys called in from the air force base and he's like you know what's for lunch you know and she's like oh, i'm making beans or chili or something he's like god damn it i hate that you know and she slams the <laughs> phone down <laughs> 
and then uh she said like five minutes later the phone rang again she picked it up and and all she heard on the other end was well you better have some damn cornbread with it (laughs) 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 so tara wants to know if she can come in yeah or you're in she can be here for the fan questions or she can give us her thoughts on food. Yeah, that too. Before we do the fan questions. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is my because my grandma always cooked from scratch. I mean, that she was that kind of person. Oh yeah, and my grandparents or my grandma's yeah. too. My mom grew up, and you know, she she started cooking for the family in the fifties, and she yeah. and my grandma always teased her that she cooked from cans. Can soup. Yep. Ooh. I mean, it, and it was true. That was an insult. Yeah, I do not. Do that. That was yeah. it was very much an insult, but my mom did. I do not. She cooked I don't from can. I, I'm I don't sorry. Cook she cooked from cans. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. So many of her recipes. Hi, Tara. Hi. <laughs> oh. Hello. Hello. Hi. You look pretty tonight. <laughs> yeah. <What>? Thanks. <laughs> I have Betty here with me. Oh, we have Betty. Betty. Yeah, she's busy being mad. Oh, no. Okay. Um, but we're pretty much finished with our food talk. But what what do you have some points to make? Or I mean, I feel like what I'm going to say is what everyone has already said and discussed. Um, but, you know, I, I know I don't think I've ever really thought of like how, you know, I've never thought about this topic in particular, like how food is incorporated into storytelling at all. Like that's never been a thing that I've realized, but I do want to say that I really very much appreciate everyone loving pie as much as I do. (laughs) There you go. Honestly, I mean, is there anything else we're saying at this point? You guys probably said it all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about pie, but not a, not a ton. I mean, what's wrong with you? Pie is the greatest, but okay. I'll let it slide. My, <laughs> my younger brother does not like pie, and I, I don't, don't know agree. why. That seems weird to me, but he is not a pie. Faye will not eat pie. Strange. So strange. He's weird. I don't like pie. I say. It's weird. <laughs> I don't so. like pie. You didn't hear me. Get out. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't like. Pie. I don't like. I don't. Okay, let me rephrase. I don't like fruit pie. I don't like cooked fruit. Okay. Okay. It's a texture thing. Oh, okay. But would you eat like a chocolate oh, silk pie? But like a chocolate silk pie or a key lime pie? I'm I'm all over it. Okay, well then but, okay. So you're fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm not total. Girl. But yeah, no, like apple pie, cherry pie, blueberry pie. <laughs> I mean, I'll I will happily eat your apple pie. Okay. I'll Me send too. my beef. Okay. Next time my aunt Sue comes bearing four of them every time we have dinner together, it's like Jesus <laughs> Christ, I don't like pie. Every family dinner, God, <laughs> so funny because she brings them every every family dinner we have, like with the whole big family, and she brings like three, and you know a couple people, and she, like my uncle Bill told her once that he liked her apple pie, and after they left the last time we had 
family dinner over there and he was just like, I don't know why she keeps bringing these fucking pies. We always end up with like three of them and nobody eats them. They just sit here for a week and we throw them away. That's so sad. Yeah. So just tell her not to bring you the pies. Like, dude. He's like, no, that's rude. Because that's my uncle Bill and my Aunt Judy was that way too. The, they will not be rude to your face, but the minute you're out of earshot, like, God damn it, I can't believe they did that. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't want to know what you guys say behind this my This is family wonderful. I love them so much, but oh my God. Yeah, and like, they literally have, like, I don't even know, like, she also would bring my Uncle Bill for Christmas every year a bottle of Bailey's. And he, my uncle doesn't drink that much. So he'd have like maybe one or two glasses and then stick it in the cupboard. And I, I was over there helping make something. I opened their cupboard and there's, I'm not lying. There's like 30 bottles of open Bailey's in the cupboard. Oh my. <laughs> he might have one or two glasses on Christmas and then he just forgets about it. So yeah, I'm just like, why don't you throw these away? Like, what, what do you, like, but finally my cousin Scott a couple of years ago was like, stop bringing the Bailey's. Nobody drinks it. <laughs> Just sits in the cupboard. <laughs> but it's it, it doesn't go bad though, right? I don't, I don't know about Bailey's. Most because Bailey's is the cream liquor. Uh-huh. Oh, so mm-hmm. I don't know about that. So I mean, eventually any of that will go bad. Bailey's yeah. until you open it, yes. it, it it should be okay for a while. Probably not for. But I mean, it literally 30 bottles in the cupboard. I will tell you that um, just a couple years ago, my mom had her kitchen redone. And so we had to go through all the cabinets and take everything out. And there's the one, you know, that's that one cabinet in your kitchen that you never go into ever. Mm-hmm. Like you, when you first moved in, you put stuff in that cabinet and then you never went back. I have one of those. Yes. And, um, we found two bottles of this stuff that they called um, Drambuie. Yeah, Drambuie. Drambuie. Yeah. And yes. I only know what it is because when my dad had his store, we carried it. Okay. And every once in a while, somebody would want it. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but here I, you go. I had never like, seen it before. My parents, yeah. my parents don't drink. So... I imagine that that Drambuie had been up in that cabinet since we moved into that house and we moved into that house in 73. Oh my God. And it, this was a couple of years ago that we, and I swear to you, my brother, my younger brother was like, hell yeah. <laughs> he needs to taste it fine. He and my brother-in-law like sat there Good with stuff. the Drambuie one night. And- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, Hey, it's age, I guess. Age Drambuie. Age Drambuie. Yep. <laughs> age liquor is supposed to be better. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know nice either. Steak. Um, peanut butter uh, whiskey is pretty tasty. You were saying although, that. Uh, nobody else in my family thinks it is, but I'm like, yeah. yeah. I make, wouldn't know. Make shots with it. Well, you you can't have it. But I can't have it. Like, like, kill me. You like do do um. Like one part the whiskey and one part cranberry juice, mm. and it's a peanut butter and jelly shot. It's so good. Oh, look at that! That's like the butterscotch, the butterscotch snaps, butter. and the apple pucker. If you get the, yeah. the apple caramel apple. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. All right, we're giving you tips on this show. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Drinking. Don't give peanut butter whiskey to anybody with a peanut allergy. It would murder them. Yeah, That's no, don't do that. Idea. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so um, we were going to ask Kimber the uh, the fan questions. Yes. So let's just do that. Uh, favorite in death book? Origin. Okay. Add a girl. There you go. That was listed as my favorite. I say origin ever that on the, the, on the shadow being a very close second. Um, I liked Apprentice, even though it was very very dark. Uh, but Origin, just the fact that she, the fact that one woman came up with that entire concept and executed it so well. It just, it floors me every time I read it. And it's one that my husband goes, why do you have that book out again? And I said, you, said one of these days, I'm going to make you read it because it is, it's an amazing book. Well, and Army of really Clones. Is. I mean. Yeah. Clone Army. Come on. Army. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Um, besides even Rourke, who's your favorite in-death character? Somerset. Uh, when he, in the first three books, I thought this is going to be your stereotypical jerk and he is just going to be the bane of Eve's existence and piss her off constantly and that's really annoying but you know what everybody puts someone like that in a series instead he turned out to be one of the most fascinating characters and whether it's when he broke his leg whether it's when he was tied to a chair with a laser scalpel pointed to his head or whether he consistently rags on her out of love. Uh, the scene where he and Rourke have the fight uh, in, the, um, in, in her office uh, when Rourke finds out that he was attacked. And I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank again. It's the one with Mick um, betrayal. betrayal. He has had mm-hmm. so much go on that, yeah, that was relevant and interesting and developed him as a character and the fact that he has come to love and care for Eve so much. Um, again, I, I just, I think he's a really, he, like I said, he could have been a boring old trope and instead she turned him into a really magnificent character. Agreed. That's a great answer. Oh yeah. I agree. Okay. So not counting any in death books, what was the last book you read? American gods by Neil Gaiman. Ooh, that's a good one. Have you watched the show? I watched some of it, but I, I, I will say I did not enjoy it. I really preferred the book. Well, I prefer the book too, but I did like the show. Ian McShane's in it, so it's kind of hard not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so question four is... You could say that in the in-death world, Rourke has a monopoly on several things. When you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? I choose the top hat. Yay! I'm a top hat, too. (laughs) Another top hat. Yay! Uh, Okay. Number five, we know from Immortal that Rourke sings in the shower. Do you sing in the shower? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I <laughs> sung in choirs and uh, choruses my whole life. So, yeah. I think I'm the only one here that doesn't sing in the shower so far. I think you are. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just a weirdo, I guess. <laughs> you are. <It's> weird. Okay. 
Um, number six, what gadget from the in-death world would you most want to have today? The DLE. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think she's one of the first to not say auto chef. I'm impressed. Don't, I don't need an auto chef. Um, though I love the concept and describing it to my husband, who's very technically minded. He went through the whole, well, how does the food get from there to there? And how does that, I said, I don't know. It's fiction. You're supposed to enjoy it. Quit overthinking it. Um, <laughs> fiction. We've been trying to figure that out for years. One of these days we'll figure it out. I'm sure. Uh, but to have someone create a car just for me and to have all those wonderful gadgets and to be able to have a little mini auto stuff in the car, I really like that idea because when Peabody wants to have a, you know, a really good cup of hot cocoa, that'd be really cool. Instead of driving through your, you know, chain coffee, you know, you know, place to be able to do that. That'd be cool. So yeah, I definitely oh, yes. a DLE. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love that's, it. that's a good answer. Great answer. Yes. So question number seven is what is your most controversial opinion? that I don't want even work to have kids. Mm. I appreciate their interaction with Nixie. I appreciate their interaction with Bella, but I read these books for escape. I am a very happy mom of beautiful boys and I love them very, very much. But when I sit down to read a book or watch a movie, watching someone struggle with a child or having a child be brought into a story for nothing more than a prop, I, I don't enjoy it. I, I don't find, I find it detracts from the story as opposed to adding to the plot. Yeah. So the, does that extend to like ever or just during the run of the series? I'd say ever. I, I would, I would prefer that they, that they not. Ever. Yeah. You're not the first person to say that. Mm-mm. But it is kind of controversial, you know, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm good. I'm good. No more kids. That's a lot. So question number eight is Rourke has an unusual collection of weapons of war. What unusual collection do you have? Dragon. Oh, cool. Okay. I love dragons and my, uh, and, uh, my boys know it. My husband knows it. So, uh, sporadically throughout the house, you will see a mirror and the mirror has dragons on either side of it. And there are two dragon, uh, two dragons that are hanging in our kitchen that my husband bought for me. And that, uh, much to my mother's chagrin, because she said, that's you, you can't have that in your house. I said, why? Who said? So, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Question number nine. Occasionally, Eve will allow Peabody to stop for food, and more often than not, that is some sort of hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Yes! No, a hot dog is a hot dog. A sandwich is... It is not. A sandwich. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is a very, very controversial topic. Let me tell you what. (laughs) Amongst the hosts 
And Tara's just like, whatever. I don't I, fucking I, care. Like, I literally have never hated a question more in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for literally no reason. I just hate it. So <laughs> yeah, at first you were like, this question's fun. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, no, I freaking hate this. I hate this question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we might have to take it off the uh, fan questions. <laughs> but it's fun. It is funny every time. <laughs> watch you guys react to it. <laughs> but I still hate it. <laughs> I'm funny that way. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Question number 10 is what lessons, uh, it says, are you, but I'm going to say, did you take away from 2020? You really have to look within yourself to find happiness and to find what is important. Yep. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. I was one of the essential workers because I worked for a grocery store. Um, right. Okay. And I watched men and women uh, knock each. And I mean, I don't mean figuratively, I mean, literally knocking each other over to get through the store, to get to what they wanted and watching people degrade to what they became and where we where we lived at the time was a comfortable place there was you had neighbors you had good neighbors all around but if you ran out of a roll of toilet paper i bet you your neighbor would give you one shocking and something that i worked with uh you know my guys on and just someone who was on the front line like that 40 hours a week you know being screamed at and, and accused and and whatnot it was um it was shocking. And I found that this is what you needed to do is you needed to really stop and think about what was important and understand that the only person and not in a selfish way, but the only person that can make you happy is you. So, you know, if you're determined that you're going to be angry and upset because you don't have 15 rolls of toilet paper, that's your decision. But if you can say, you know what, I'm thankful I have a roof over my head and running water and, you know, clothes on my back, you know what, and I'll, you know, I got one roll of toilet paper. Uh, so uh, learn to be happy. Love it. Yep. Okay. Um, question number 11 is if Mira's playlist contained some songs from Mavis Freestone, some people might be surprised. What band or artist would people be most surprised to find on your playlist? That I have everything from Ella Fitzgerald to Barry Manilow to five finger death punch and godsmack nice same for you <laughs> okay last question besides podcasts and death what is your favorite podcast i'm gonna sound like a complete nerd but i am one and i own it uh, I listen to you guys i really just started getting into podcasts and i haven't found many that i've enjoyed uh i've mo I, the, I started listening to some that were about food i started listening to some that were about writing uh and some that were about a, a, a couple other book series that i enjoyed and they don't have the camaraderie and the flow that you guys do uh i like i i look forward to listening to you guys throwing on my earbuds and working in the kitchen and whipping up something for my family or doing stuff around the house or, or um, 
I travel every other weekend and listening to you guys in the car and I'm laughing because I'm shouting, yes, I agree with that. Yes, yes, yes. And laughing and giggling and you know, having a good time. So kudos to you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's so great to hear. It is. And that is a great thing to end on. I think. Yeah. Let's not push our luck. <laughs> I don't want to push it too much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this was really fun. I think it was a great topic yeah, and a great topic. really appreciate having you on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure to work with you guys. I'm so glad I made it. So I got to be a little fun. Hey, Tara. <laughs> Yes, we're right. so glad you made it. Yeah. No, me too. Then we're going to say goodbye to you. And thanks again for being on. And so yes. glad you enjoyed your mug. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you very, very much. Love the mug. Yeah. Everybody call. You're welcome. Call in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have you on again. If you, you know, if there's another topic you want to talk about, definitely let us know and, and we'll have you on again. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Bye. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I don't know that we have any, again, I don't know we have any podcast business that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Most of the comments were about this week, so. Yeah. Yeah. We already did those. So. Um, we are planning an upcoming episode with another episode with uh, Romancing the, the Shelf. Yes, um, because remember when uh, comes up for us for us um, in November. So we'll be reading that and discussing it in November, and then um, we'll do a show with them to get kind of their take on it. I think is what we're going to do. You know as first time readers of the index, because I don't think they read that part before. It sounded to me like they just read the first part. The, um, oh, what okay. is it? The big Jack part. Yeah. yeah. Big Jack for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what they right? call it. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. It, yeah. Hot rocks. Hot rocks, Hot rocks is, the, is the in death part, which I thought part. was so weird. I never, like, yeah. my brain is always like, it's remember when the end, that's all I got. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Big Jack is the, in death part, I think. Is it? I think Big Jack is too, but I, I don't know. Because okay. I thought it was so weird the way they did it. Okay. So, um, but what it, whichever one is the just the Nora one. Yeah. Um, I think they only read that and they didn't okay. read the other one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they, when they read them together, what they think of their, you know, yeah. and what they think of the in death world as newbies to it, you know, yeah. and, um, <laughs> yeah that'll that'll be yeah, fun to hear fun. yeah and i might even bring up I, if for some reason i decided to go through some of the reviews of that and oh it's so funny there was one person I, i'm definitely going to bring this up on that episode but there was one person that was like you know um great this in-death part you know that apparently they're a fan of the in-death series mm-hmm. but um i didn't, totally didn't need this trashy romance novel part at oh the beginning there's <laughs> like <laughs> i mean oh my god it's funny how people's perceptions will mm-hmm. skew yeah. things though mm-hmm. because I, I think i don't th- i don't see them as different 
so much different that you're like, well, that's yeah. One yeah. person was even saying like, it's, it's like, it's two different authors. Well, because it's a different style. Right. I mean, that's the whole but point, but that's the whole point, but it doesn't, I mean, it's not so jarring that you're like, oh my God, what the hell? You know, like, <laughs> I, know. I honestly don't get it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't either. People we are strange. People. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that's going to, we'll be recording that sometime in October and that'll play in November, but just to give you all a heads up. Um, not, are we doing a whole episode with them or are we going to do our own? separate one too we're going to do our own separate one i think that's probably the best way to do it that we talk about it separately and then yeah you know there there's will be a pod villa we'll just talk about their their uh yeah their impressions know, impressions especially of the of the in-depth portion of it yeah. that'll be fun yeah you know sure um but again i wish i could tell you what we're going to do next week but i have no idea as usual um but we'll come up with something yeah <laughs> And then the week after that is going to be imitation, right? Uh, imitation, imitation. Yeah. Which I'm reading right now. And yeah. hopefully I will be able to make all that work. Yeah. You better. Yeah. Listen, I'm not missing imitation. Guys. <laughs> yeah. This is one of Tara's favorite books. We will make it work. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, Hey, look, I'm halfway through year one. <gasps> Ooh, what, you, what are you, what are you thinking about it so far? Well, other than the fact that it causes like severe anxiety to read it, yeah, it's it's so good though, isn't it good? It's so good, and you know, like, of course it is. There was no part of me that doubted that that's how I was going to feel about it, but it's so good. So, everyone who listened to the episode where Jen and AJ gave their recommendations, and um, I didn't because I didn't read any other Nora Roberts, I can go ahead and tack on the so far, I recommend this as well. <laughs> in case you were really concerned about what my thoughts were i mean <laughs> so you're halfway through the, the big just getting started baby the, well yeah, i was going to say there the, there's a major plot point that happens i think three quarters of the way through so yeah. we'll, we'll we'll be interested to hear what you yeah. what you think and when that happens, when that comes. Well, I will, and, and Jen, you know what I'm, I'm talking about? Okay. What? I asked Jen if she knew what I, I was, talking, what about. was talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, like, I've only I've only really been reading it when I've been working mm. my PRN job. And mm. um, I'm not working as much right now um, because we hired a bunch of new PRNs, which means I don't have to work all the time. So I finally got a day off after working every day since July 5th. So wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And doing a podcast and doing a, podcast, a, a second job one. and yeah. theater stuff and Theaters. all of that. So that's all right. But, uh, well, she's she's going to make the imitation episode work. Hell yes. <laughs> no, it's one of my favorites. We would never do a book episode without you. Nope. Or review the reviews. Or review the reviews. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I should have said thank you very much to our special guest, uh, K.A. Gavio. Yes. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you. You were wonderful. Here. And any of you can also uh, be on the show. Just let us know if you have a topic that you want to talk about. We would love to have you on. So let us know. And you know how to get a hold of us, podcast and death at any of the Facebooks and the Twitters and uh, <laughs> the tweeters, the tweeters <laughs> and the Instagrams Instagram. and all of that. Tweeters, podcast, Facebook. Or you can give us a call on our phone number. That's a two zero five four seven six two seven five three, which spells out two zero five four Rourke. Give us a call on that line. Um, but I guess that's it. So until next week for podcast and death, this is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five star review on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcasts and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-Rourke. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you. I'm not going to